The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And this is the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. Ireland is known for its great writers, but putting pen and paper isn't the only way to tell a story. Food on the Edge is an event that explores and appreciates modern Irish cuisine and brings together chefs from all over the world. Food on the Edge is taking place in Airfield Estate in Dundrum today and tomorrow. And the event's founder, J.P. McMahon, is here to speak about all that this festival of food has to offer. And during the break, we were just chatting, J.P., about the huge change that there has been in modern Irish cooking and cuisine over the last 30 years. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a massive transformation. And I think anyone uh, will remember if they grew up in anywhere from the, the 50s up to the up to the 90s, almost that um, the kind of scarcity sometimes of, of restaurants and, um, and and food. And now I think we're in this um, um, blossoming of of, uh, of eateries of, of all different levels. And it, they, they just keep on, um, I suppose, opening. And I think it's it, it's great and uh, it's, it gives us confidence because I still think, as I often have to explain to my French friends when they go, Irish food. Or if you, if you use the word cuisine, they even go crazier. They go, you have a cuisine. And I go, yeah, and other than the potato and corned beef and that. But we, we have... Well, do we though? Like oh, we have 100%. ingredients yes, we and have. we have modern cooking, but do we have a legacy cuisine? I, I, I think we, we are on our way towards building um, uh, what you'd call Irish cuisine. I think we are, yeah. I think what we... Because I think we've the amazing produce and we, we've had it for, for so long and... Um, and I think that we're, we're we're getting a bit more confidence in that. And so certainly, I mean, I always think people get, I can going to get um, hooked on, like when you talk about French cuisine or Spanish cuisine or Italian cuisine, you're really talking about something that was built in the last 200 years. Like it's not like you can go back to the Neolithic time for the French and they were like all like making omelettes or whatever, you know. And I think that during that period of time in Ireland, you have famine, you've colonization and that. And so I just think that, we're 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 just a little bit behind in terms in terms of that, but I mean every when I talk to other uh, other people who come to Food and the Edge and whether they're Mexican or Australian, they all have the same issues in in relation to their their identity and their their uh, culinary identity in terms of their cuisine and like what's Australian cuisine, what's Canadian cuisine, like any country. Poutine, that, I think, isn't it? Is the answer. Yeah, I think they'd like to say a bit more than that. That's like the equivalent of the of the potato and soda bread. But I mean, I think when you think about a cuisine, um, uh, sometimes cuisine is the wrong word. And, and people ask me about Irish food and I always say to people, look, I mean, Irish food is a, a difficult thing to uh, to, um, to, uh, to to define. But food in Ireland is not a difficult thing to define. And you, people have been in Ireland 10,000 years. That's how far we go back to Ireland. And people have always been eating. So there's no period of time when you can't explore what the food was like. Was it Irish food? Uh, who knows? And you could say the same for the French. I mean, if you look at, say, uh, and I was teaching French cooking recently, if you look at what they do in Alsace and what they do in Brittany, they're a million miles away from each other. And so you forget how regional it is. You're talking about stuff like a chicken in Riesling, which uh, like that's a, that's not a French dish, uh, all the way over to like mussels in cider. And I think sometimes when you have like the powerhouses. It's a bit like the World Cup or, or soccer. You know, like the, the French are going to dominate. You know, it's like the way the Brazilians or the New Zealanders, they're going to dominate and you're going to have to define yourself against them. And I think we, we just have to keep on doing that. And that's, I mean, one of the reasons for 
for Food on the Edge and this is its And eighth. for people unfamiliar Food on the Edge is what? It is a, I suppose it's a food symposium where you get a couple of hundred people together they come we bring 50 people from all over the world Ireland and elsewhere and they give a kind of TED style talk for 15 minutes about this year it's it's on the theme of storytelling other years was on different stuff so I, I literally just came from there and we had a um, the world's best um, female chef they still have that category just in case someone wants to give out to me it, I didn't invent the category but Elena Redegas uh, from Mexico and she was talking about her cuisine in Mexico and and uh, from from her perspective and then we had Marcine McEnumra who teaches um, in the college in Dublin talking about um, Irish food history and, and in place names so like the likes of Tubber Curry which has nothing to do with curry um, but it does it is related to food and it's like it's uh, something of the cauldron and, and, and really really interesting I think from an Irish perspective that we never think of I always remember um, Leek Slip and Leamon Radon so the salmon leap whereas Leek Slip means nothing but when you go into the Irish word, you go, oh, wow, salmon. And so we have so much food in place names in Ireland that we just forget. Um, but all of this, and it's, it's, it's on, we've had it on in Dublin for, for the last, um, last three years. It was in Galway before that. And we, we like to try and move it around every, every couple of years. You're also in the airfield estate. I assume if you bring a lot of uh, chefs to the airfield estate, there is a huge temptation to steal a lot of stuff because they grow a lot they of grow very a lot. good herbs some there. Beautiful. Everywhere you walk and wander around, it's an amazing resource. And like to have an urban farm in Dublin, and I don't know, I'm sure there's loads of listeners that will say, oh, I don't, I've never heard of it. Like my father grew up down the road in Mount Marion and he said, oh, we used to get milk from those ladies. I never, t- I was like, you know, I'm a chef and there's an urban farm. And you never, you never thought like they're related. And he was like, I never told you about that. Um, and so it's, it's an amazing resource, I think, for not only for the people of Dublin, for the people of Ireland, but it's so great just to be able to wander through a working farm and to experience it because it's, it's getting more and more difficult to walk onto a farm. And I think we have this amazing privilege in Ireland when I travel to places like the States or Canada, you cannot just wander into a farm. But in Ireland, it's a kind of like, because we're such an agricultural people, you just wander in and say hello and just health and safety goes out the window, you know, like, how are you? And come on in and have a look at the cows and whatever. But you, we've, we, like, there's, there's a, when you bring people from elsewhere, from Mexico or Australia, that we forget that the beauty of the small in Ireland. And people look at this. I remember one American chef looking at the road going, that's an amazing road. It was a, the worst boring you could think of. And you would not imagine driving down. He's like, we just, we just don't have roads like that in the States. And the little chicken ran across it then. It was like it was just set up. And he was like, look at that. Amazing. And I know this is that romantic attitude, but we need to appreciate that um, in Ireland. And I suppose that's what Food on the Edge is about. Is there cuisine or ingredients or produce that we should be paying more attention to in Ireland? Because it always comes up when you talk about, for instance, seafood, that yes. the amount of a, a, a huge proportion of our eels, for instance, are, are um, all, exported uh, from Loch All of them and um, Holland as well. And uh, yeah, definitely, I think we, we, I mean, we grow everything in Ireland. Um, we don't grow that many lemons, but I mean, other than vegetables and, and, um, and beef and pork and that. But I think sometimes we we don't appreciate our seafood as much. And if you can imagine that, the say the eels in Loch Ness, there's a fish uh, called pollen, um, P-O-L-L-A-N, which comes from Loch Ness, and it's the only fish that is unique to Ireland. It does not come from anywhere else in the world. And guess where we all send it? The Swiss love it. And just, do we love it? No. Uh, the Swiss. The Swiss, because they're landlocked and they don't have that much fish. And so when you have no fish, you want fish. And we're like an island and we, we don't want the fish at all. We want the burger. Um, and so this is, I, and I look, I'm a big champion of seaweed and I, I love I love it in, in all its different forms. And the Japanese 
treat it like gold and we use it as fertiliser and something else to grow And flog a lot of it to make toothpaste and the like. And you see all sorts of, of car, um, beauty products and, and, and everything. So we use it for just about everything except eating. And then we go, do you know, I love those nori rolls, you know, that the Japanese make. And you go, do you know, we have nori in Ireland. We, someone could start making nori. Uh, but See, they, the we problem with yet. seaweed, though, is it's one of those things where you look and you think, I'd like to, but I'm fairly sure I'm going to poison myself if I tiptoe into this area. There are no poisonous seaweeds. Like, there's probably some seaweeds that you don't, they're not palatable. But Wouldn't say bladderwrack is great, is it? It's, listen, you could suck on that a bit of iodine. <laughs> but you get a bit of iodine into your system. But no, any of the seaweed that's washed up is generally a bit dry and a bit broken. But like, if you go low tide um, and have a wander, a Pranny Radican is an Irish seaweed specialist. It's a little small book that you can fit in your pocket. It's, it's, it's waterproof as well. And it has about 15 seaweeds in it. Get that on Amazon and just go out and look, pick some seaweed. I have two food uh, stats for you that you like. One by text, one that I can add to. Um, the name Leak Slip comes from the Viking name Laxlop, yes. which means salmon leap. Oh, so I apologise. Here's the other one. Lax and locks yes. is one of the very few absolutely universal words that has developed differently in different languages around the world. It is a constant Oh. For no known reason. Wow. Almost every culture has a version of salmon. And that's where, we get, that where we get Gravelax from, which is the cured salmon. So I do apologise to the, to the Vikings that are listening. <laughs> uh, that was my mistake. The British often translated names, so I apologise. I'll never forget about Leaks Up again. Thanks, <laughs> Doreen Allen wrote a beautiful book on Irish traditional uh, cooking. And of course, Myrtle it's was it's responsible amazing. Doreen, for that so book, much of that. Um, is, is better than my own. I wrote the Irish cookbook. And ah, it's, it's literally, that, that's a footnote to Doreen's. Um, and if you think that there's no Irish food, buy Dorina's book and it's literally, you, you, you'll be full of Irish food. Text saying, look, weather dictates what and how people cook and eat. Warmer climates have the luxury of outdoor cooking. Northern climates have not, which is why northern food is generally bland. I'd say Noma would argue with you on that. I, I don't. We have this kind of grey brown kind of colour when we think of Irish food and it is so, it can be all different colours. And I think that there's nothing wrong with a barbecue in the rain. If people want to find out about Food on the Edge. Uh, foodontheedge.ie and there are still tickets available for tomorrow. You can get a one day ticket. We have a student ticket, all of the crack. And if you're interested in food in any capacity, whether it's food policy or you just like eating, come down. JP McMahon, thank you very much. That is JP McMahon, chef and founder of Food on the Edge. If- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.